Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser, and today we welcome A's new reliever Jake Diekman. He'll talk to us about the trade that brought him over to Oakland, about when he changed his arm slot to drop down more, and about his battles with ulcerative colitis and the surgery he eventually needed. All of that next on A's Plus. Today on Ace Plus, our guest is new A's reliever Jake Diekman, acquired in a trade, of course, right before the deadline. Uh, Jake, welcome to the A's. How are things going for you uh, so far? I know you've been traded before. It's got to be a strange experience, but but what was it like coming over here, especially after having, you know, you've pitched against the A's quite a bit playing in Texas. Uh, It was great. Um, When you get thrown in to a a wild card race, a playoff race. Um, it's rejuvenating. It gives you a lot of energy. And yeah, playing against these guys for three years, you know how good they are. Um, magic happens in that stadium. Honestly, can't explain any of it. Uh, but no, it's really just energizing to you as a player. Did you know many guys when you came over? Did you call and check check with a few guys? Uh, I knew Profar from Texas, and then. Homer from Kansas City before. I'll just follow Homer around. Yeah, you're just following Homer. That's okay. That works. That works out yeah. pretty well, I guess. Uh, how do you like pitching at the Coliseum in particular? Because obviously it's a little bit of a pitcher's ballpark compared to some other places you've you've played. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, it's big. Um, the mound's really steep. I feel like I know they're all supposed to be the same, but they're not. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of foul ground, so pitchers. I feel like hey, yeah. that's good. Yes, and the defense is one of the better ones in the league, which has also got to be um, really great for a guy coming in kind of brand new to a team. Mm-hmm. Throw strikes, let him hit it, because everyone can either pick it or chase it down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, you've got an interesting background. I know you're from Wyamore, Nebraska, which is a, it's a very small town. Did you guys have a baseball team when you were in high school? We did not. Uh, and we didn't have like a stoplight or anything through town. It was like one blinking yellow light just to warn you to slow down. Uh, no, but we didn't have high school baseball. We were just way too small. Uh, when I was there, it was like a little over 1,100 people. Um, graduating class was like 30, 35-ish probably. Oh uh, and then, yeah, we just played Legion during the during the summer. So that was, that, that was really your exposure to baseball. How did you kind of get uh, noticed as a result? Uh, I mean, I went to a small NAI school my first year of college, and then after that I went, I transferred from there to a junior college in Kansas, and then I feel like that's where, for the first time, I like really got looked at. When did you start throwing sort of hard enough for, for maybe scouts and schools to, to really kind of take notice of you? Probably in JUCO that year. Um, I felt like my body just matured, and... Uh, like your last year junior college, there's, for the most part, they do like a sophomore showcase where they'll go to a stadium or something and throw up for scouts and do that type of stuff. And then uh, that's where like Nebraska offered me like on the spot. And like two weeks later, I signed to go there. 
Oh, and then, but you went to the Phillies instead. You were drafted. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. that must have been tough for somebody from Nebraska to turn down the scholarship I had a lot from of Nebraska. That we're not happy. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Did you grow up a Cornhusker uh, fan? I mean, you had yeah. to, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they'll just kind of like push you to the side and push you to Iowa. Yeah. I mean, you should really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I, I know you lost your mom at a young age. You were in junior college. Um, what was that like? I, I know that you you kind of honor her now. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Uh. Like during the national anthem, I'll, I'll just talk to her. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it was right before we started spring ball. Um, February 4th was when she passed, and I think I started game one of our season like a week later. Uh, so, like, we were just at practice one day. Coach comes up to me, gives my uh, his phone to me, talk to my dad drive three hours back home. Luckily, I had a teammate that drove me because I was in no shape to drive. Um, we stayed up there for like three or four days and then I just completely like black, I had to black everything out. I just thank God for baseball because it just completely took my mind off everything. Um, but yeah, that was, it was hard. Yeah, that's too young. You were like 19 or 20. Yeah. Yeah, what happened? Uh, she had a heart attack driving back from work. Oh God, oh, that's awful. Yeah. Sorry. So, you go to the Phillies, and at some point they change the releasing. Yeah. yeah. When did that happen? When did you start uh, going a little more sidearm? Probably like the last month of 2009. Okay. Yeah, 2009. How tough of a, an adjustment was that? Had you been straight over the top before? Yeah, like move my head out of the way, straight <laughs> over the top. Uh, and then I got put on the Phantom with a calf uh, contusion. Oh God. Um, and then. It was like the right at the all-star break of the minor league season so i got put on that for like 10 days or 15 because that was what it was back then and then we had the all-star break so i was on it for close to 20 days and then after that i just started throwing games right away okay so it wasn't that tough a transition for you no it felt way more natural um i feel like i could use my body more my velo like went up a lot um yeah what was the difference in in movement just it moves, uh, it moves like east and west a lot more. Uh, kind of like tails off. Um, actually, everything tails. I could throw a four seamer and it'll run six, eight inches. Uh, but no, I just feel it's very athletic, like pitching for me. I, I use my body and like. I don't, I don't work on Tuesdays. Yeah. Whose suggestion was that? Uh, I think it was more or less like, hey, what do you think about this? Or like a release meeting. Oh, oh. so then you're, there's no doubt you're going to do it, right? Yeah, so I was like, I'll choose that one. Yeah. I'll, yeah, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, would you me if I change my arm slot? Okay, so it was, a group, it was a group effort of people saying, how can we maybe make you a little bit more effective? Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, whatever works. Yeah, hey. <laughs> a little intervention. Arm slot and intervention. Um, I know at some point I read this. Um, in the off season, you had an unusual job. Were, were you in the Phillies organization at that point? Were you doing? Were, you were working for like a lawnmower company. What were you doing? Oh, that was like my senior year in high school. Oh, okay. Summer going into my senior year. Okay. That's a legit summer job if you're in high school. Right? Yeah. What were you doing exactly? Just putting small parts in boxes and then stacking them in an even bigger box and doing that all day. Oh, that's so horrible. And my dad worked there. Oh, no. And 
I felt like that was a worse job than what he had. What was he doing? Probably supervising everyone. Oh yeah, that's better. That's All better. I wanted to do was like push the industrial sized trash can around. Okay. And then one of my buddies on my team had that job and I was like, Dad, you work here. Yeah. And get, he got the get me the sweet yeah, trash can got, job. He got the best job ever. <laughs> Have you had any other unusual jobs in off seasons? Uh I tried to work at Valvoline uh like five ten minute oil change. I got through the like two week trial, like where they teach you everything. As a grease monkey underneath your car? No. No? I passed on that very quickly. Did you just not enjoy it or were you not good at it? It was very hot down there. Oh, I felt like at six in the morning when the first car would come up, I felt like they just drove 50,000 miles and just parked it right there. It's disgusting. So being a big league baseball player is probably a little bit better than that. Yeah. And, hey, but I have all the respect in the world for people that do that. Oh, yeah. After doing it like a couple yeah. times, for sure. I've always thought left-handed relief is probably the best job in pro sports. Is that true? Maybe? Uh, yeah. You play a lot. Um, you can have a very nice, long career. Yeah. Uh, you pitch a lot, which is also like a double-edged sword in certain cases. Um, normally, we're all very weird. It's true. Are you weird? I think I have weird tendencies. My wife Such would as? probably say that. Yeah. Um, Can you give us an idea? I have no idea. Because it's just me. It's my personality. <laughs> what does she give you grief for doing? Uh, I mean, I just like to have fun a lot. Um, ever since we had our daughter, like from the second she wakes up until whenever nap time is, we're just crawling on the floor playing all the time. So. Um, now you told me about her. She's nine months old, right? Months what's old. her name? Palmer Billy. And what's she like? Right now, she's... She has an attitude. We think she's getting like five te teeth on the top of her uh, mouth, and they haven't punched through yet. So she's she's a handful. That's good. She mm -hmm. should be. Yeah, definitely. Um, now I think a lot of people are familiar with the fact that you had to deal with ulcerative colitis. When was that first diagnosed? How long were you dealing with it before um, you really had to get it addressed? Uh, I got diagnosed when I was ten. Um, we came back from like a vacation in California. We thought I had water poisoning and then weeks went by and it just never got better. So we finally went to a gastroenterologist in Omaha and had a bunch of tests ran. They came back that it was uh, UC and then it was pretty good. I'd say, I mean, I had it under control for the most part and then once I feel like I got into pro ball, just the stresses and all the travel and like the fluctuated of like when you eat, when you don't eat, um, I felt like really triggered it. And then and after 2016, that off season is when it like flared up the worst. So you, you had surgery, correct? Yeah. What? Uh, and I turned 30 that off season on January 21st. And on January 25th, we decided, okay, we need surgery to take out my entire colon. So at 30, I was just ready to do it. You know? Wow, that sounds so, I mean, that's like a serious surgery. Yeah. How, how long was the surgery and how long were you, were you out? They, they'd kind of have to rebuild everything, right? What's yeah. that process like? The first surgery, 
it was January 25th. They took up my entire colon, gave me a colostomy bag. Um, then 10 weeks later, they went back in, uh, moved my small intestine and like made it like a fake colon basically. They just stretched it down, had that heal. Uh, like 12 weeks after that, they hooked me back up and took off the bag. That's amazing. And it's been, works fine. Yeah, perfect. That's am that's wonderful. That's really great. So from like, I had a bag for like six months. So that was it in the middle of like late June, I think. Maybe early, late June, early July. Can't remember. Is when they finally took the bag off. And then it was like on a Friday and Monday I was playing catch. That's amazing. So you missed... Half a little more than half a season, essentially. Yeah, and, and then I pitched the whole month of September. That's that's absolutely incredible. And how has your life basically completely changed since you dealt with it? The second I woke up, and the second I woke up from the first surgery, I felt a hundred times better. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great to hear. Now, I know you and your wife are active in um, fundraising for that. What what do you do? Tell us what how people can help. We started a foundation called Get It Out Foundation. Um, it's just to empower IBD patients. Um, we have resources of different hospitals, different uh, topics, like ways younger kids can communicate with either their parents or friends or coaches. Or um, And then we just, if we find a uh, cause or like a trial that certain hospitals are doing that we really believe in. Um, we'll give them money. Last year we uh, gave like seven, eight hospitals these like little tripod like IV cart things with a video like video game system on it so like they could wheel it in and out of rooms like because kids will be in there for four or five hours getting like infusions and stuff so if we can bring in a, every kid loves video games absolutely and if they're sitting there for four or five hours uh i mean i've done it before so i know and uh yeah just we raise money and then whatever like we really if there's like a new gadget that every hospital should need or something we just give it to them um more or less it's a resource for the ibd community to like reach out and actually talk um there's pretty close to like two million people that have Crohn's or colitis and uh if we can just make sort of the invisible disease that people can't really see on the outside visible that's the goal right and you talk to kids and groups and things like that and try to get yeah. the word out yep uh we try to do one on the road at least once a month um and then wherever we are at home then we go many times as we can. That's awesome. Gut it out and you, I'm assuming you guys have a website and a way to, to donate on the website, is that right? Yeah, it's uh, guttedoutfoundation.org. Fantastic. Go look that up right now uh, if you have interest in donating or learning more. And Jake Diekman, thanks so much for joining us on Ace Plus. Thank you very much. Our thanks again to Jake Diekman for joining us on Ace Plus. Our producer today was Alan Johnson. We will be back again later in the week with more Ace Plus. Thanks for listening. Ace Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter, at...
at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Subscribe.